0: This episode of the Main Event Talk podcast is brought to you by Richards Billiards. Got nothing to do tonight? Do you feel a need to watch UFC two forty four? You got nowhere else to go to check out the fight? Well, then come over to Richards Billiards and check out the fight today. As you guys know, uh, UFC two tw- uh, two. F- <laughs> I keep seeing two fifty five, uh, two forty four is taking place tonight live on pay per view. From what I understand, Richards Billiards is going to have the pay per view. <clears throat> it's going to feature Diaz fighting in there and it's also going to feature and just to let all everybody know about this and I and I'm you know I've kept this up just like everybody else has um The Rock, the most electrifying man in all of sports entertainment, Dwayne "The Rock" Johnson will be there to present the championship to the winner of the Diaz Mo, Mo, I I can't pronounce the other name and everything else like that, but that's what's going to take place tonight at UFC 244, so if you guys are interested in checking out the fight, go over to Richard's Billiards, not sure if there'll be a cover charge or not, if there is, it'll probably probably be $5, if not, it'll be no cover at all, but if I get some information, I'll let you guys know. Richards, Billy, oh, and not only that, check out some of their awesome drink specials, play all 24 of their pool tables, I think it's 24 or 32, it could be wrong, and also there's going to be several other awesome events that are going to be taking place in the next couple of months, which I will be talking about in this episode later on. Richard's Billiards, welcome to the new era, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to part two of the Main Event Talk podcast. I am the main event player of the Super Saiyan, the guide among gods, the king my kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth, and this podcast is about to become the most interesting podcast ever, because we've got a lot we need to cover. We got a lot we need to cover as far as WWE Crown Jewel goes. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> we got a lot we need to cover about that. Because we, the main event was at a state of confusion. But now, I'm in a state of calmness. Because I don't know if the WWE fans want it to happen or not want it to happen. I will let you know about that. Plus, the whole situation involving the WWE being stuck in Saudi Arabia and... There were scheduled uh, there were some scheduled matches and scheduled stuff with the wWE superstars of SmackDown to appear on Friday night, which they never did and then something made up for it in the end and you 'll know what that is on this episode of the main event talk podcast so <clears throat> before we get into it, I just want to say good morning and hello and how is everybody doing? I went to Richard's billiards last night, and well, I went to actually went to Richard's billiards um, right around five, six o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, went ahead and did my usual, um, uh, got my haircut done over at Mister Louis. What's going on? How's it rolling? And then I went over to went over to Richard's billiards and decided to go ahead and have myself a couple of beers and stuff. Ran into a couple of old friends that I've not seen, and from what I understand. Um, Richard, and I got to say this because I was there last night. Richard's Billiards, well, not last night, but, you know, during the afternoon. Uh, Richard's Billiards has gone through a complete change in in management. Well, not management, but uh, staff. Uh, Because I've noticed a a few people that are are a little bit new that have not met the main event yet. But trust me, when I tell you, when they meet me, you know, you'll know exactly, you know, how this goes. And um, to a couple of people, I know that... um, One person I know who I was talking with the other night, um, her name is Anna, and uh, I believe she's going to be working over there uh, later on today. Hopefully I'll get a chance to see her today, depending if I can get a chance to break away and everything else like that. Uh, Let's see. uh the oh yeah that's right there's a couple of awesome events that are going to be taking place over at richard's billiards now i did mention it on my main event talk podcast so if you guys are interested in checking out some awesome shows that are going to take place guys here's the lineup that's going to happen uh let's see uh we know that ufc 244 is going to take place tonight so if you guys got nothing to do you can go ahead and head over there and check out the fight um I believe it's a no cover charge, but uh, that could change because it could be it could end up being a five dollar car uh, card with proper ID and everything. And besides that event, next week on November ninth, uh, Michael Graves will be over at Richards Billiards, and that's going to be tremendous as well. I believe he was the uh, he was one of the original members of the Misfits, and he is going to be performing uh, over there Saturday night, November ninth. Um, Uh, Also, I think, if I read this correctly, American Psycho is supposed to be playing there as well. And there's another band that's playing along with that as well. Oh, and besides that event, and I don't know, I don't think Richard's Villiers is going to have this event, but I know, and to all the wrestling fans that know what's going to happen on November 9th, AEW's Full Gear is coming live on pay-per-view. You can also check it out on the Fight TV network and see how that rolls. AEW World Heavyweight Champion Chris Jericho will be defending his World Heavyweight Championship against the number one contender Cody Rhodes. Also, the match that we all wanted to see at All Out did not take place, but it's going to take place at Full Gear. Kenny Omega going one-on-one against Jon Moxley. That should be a tremendous match as well. Also, some more in the card. You got Santana and Ortiz representing the inner circle they are going to be in a tag match against the all elites young bucks that's going to take place as well and I am trying to remember what other matches are going to take place as well if I get any more information guys I will certainly pass that along to you and hopefully on the next episode of the main event talk we will talk about all elite wrestling's full gear and we will also talk a lot about that oh man there's some more wrestling that we got to talk about, but I'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, as you know, um, as I mentioned earlier, Michael Graves is going to be playing uh, over at uh, Richards Billiards this coming sa- next coming next Saturday. I'm sorry, on November night, uh, the same as the full gear pay per view. Also on Thanksgiving night on Saturday oh, on I'm sorry, not Saturday, uh, Thursday Thanksgiving night, November 28. Head E Head EP is going to be playing over there alongside with. Um, Blacklisted regulars, and also let's see, I believe. Oh, and both both shows, by the way, both the Michael Graves and the Head EP shirts uh, show. The tickets will go on sale. They are twelve dollars a piece, and you can get it for fifteen dollars on the day of sh- of the show. Both shows, to be exact, and also there is a couple of other events that I remember. I think there's one that's coming up over in January. That's going to take place in 2020. And that would be enough said. Is actually going to be performing over at um, Richard's billiards. I had the, I had the notes written down and everything, but I may have to get to that when I can. But there's a, there's going to be several other awesome shows that are going to be taking place in the next couple of weeks to the next couple of months. So I gotta, I gotta give my prompts over to Richard for uh, doing a hell of a job for promoting all these shows. But like I said before, Richard, like I said before, I had already had made my intentions clear that if I wanted to see some bands come over to Theo's Billiards, uh, Richard's Billiards, I'm sorry, I suggest, the main event suggests a couple of things. Number one, and I know somewhere, Mark Anthony Pantoja, my longtime best friend, is probably listening to this right now, I want the Southern Revival to play at Richard's Village. I don't give a rat's ass what day it is. If it's on a Saturday, that's fine. But get them to come over to Richard's Village. And how about, how about, um? and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apologize to Robert Guntu for this because I'm trying, I cannot even pronounce the name uh, of the band correctly. Um... Con Count Cyan Con I, I can't even I can't even pronounce the name. I'm sorry. I, I'm apologizing to Robert. I'm apologizing to Hector, uh Frank and, and everyone that's involved in this band. Con Count Sheer. conscious Conscious, I think that's what it is. I I, I, I um Unless I get an actual pronunciation of the name, that band I want to play over at Richard's Billiards as well. So I'm apologizing to Robert, I'm apologizing to Hector, I'm apologizing to everybody that's listening to this right now. I just gotta pronounce the name correctly. I don't wanna I don't wanna look like a fool. Like like I am right now. <laughs> but anyways. And a couple of other bands that I had mentioned on my list. Um I wouldn't mind seeing Flaw come over to uh Richard's Billiards, I wouldn't mind seeing my good friends edema, especially my good friend uh, drummer Chris Cole uh, I'd love to see edema come over I, I understand that uh, they got a new lineup uh, they got a tour coming up uh, already, I think they've been on tour for the past couple of weeks now I think, I'm not sure if they have a new album out yet, but if they do I'd love to hear it, I haven't heard any edema in a long long time, I'm hoping Taproot will show up, You know, that would be great for, to have them over as well um trying to remember a couple of other bands that should play over at uh, Richards Billiards but anyways if there's any bands that you guys want to see over at Richards Billiards all you got to do is give them a call and I could have swore I had their my number the number here somewhere I can't find it don't know where it is but nonetheless go over to Richards Billiards go to their Facebook page and you know say that you got a band that you want to play over there and they'll Pick a date, pick a time, and then voila, that band will perform. And who knows, maybe the main event will be over there and check out how this goes. But anyways, check out all of the live events that are going to be taking place over at Richard's Billiards in the next couple of weeks to the next couple of months because it should be awesome. I'm loving how this is looking and everything. We really need to build up this audience and we really need to build up Richard's Billiards and get it right back to the top of the mountain where it needs to be at. And as long as the main event continues to do this podcast, and as long as I can reach out to everyone and tell everybody to come over to Richard's Billiards and check out the show, then I will have succeeded, okay? Because this is not just me. I'm not not getting paid by Richard. I'm not getting paid by anybody to do this shit. I am doing this because I love Richard's Billiards, and I support that bar, and I support all the bands that come over no matter what. That's what I do. So, like I said before, if you guys are interested in doing anything tonight come over to Richard's Billiards and check out UFC 244 tonight, live on pay-per-view as it happens. Richard's Billiards will definitely have that event and more. So, now, we've got to get into this whole situation involving the WWE because, ladies and gentlemen, oh, man. Oh, well, and before I get into it, uh, there's also another thing that I forgot to mention. And it's been a long time since I've mentioned anything about MLW, the Major League uh, Major League Wrestling. They have a Supercard event, a Supercard fight, I believe, is going to take place live on pay-per-view as well. It's going to be Saturday night, November 2nd. It's uh, the first MLW pay-per-view, I believe. I Am I right? Is it, <clears throat> yeah. <coughs> MLW is going to have their pay-per-view. Uh, I believe it's called... The super fight, and uh, it's going to feature the MLW heavyweight champion Jacob Fatu to defend the championship against uh, Mexican legend La Parca. and that's going to be that's going to be a great matchup to check out as well. And also, I believe if I'm remembering this correctly, the MLW tag team titles will be decided as the Dynasties MJF and Man, who's the other guy's name? Um, I'm trying to, uh, uh, you know, because I know who MJF is, obviously, but I forgot who his partner was. Uh, man, the name was at the slip of uh, the slip of my tongue. But anyways, the Dynasty is going to defend their MLW Tag Team Titles against Devon Eriks. That's going to take place at MLW at the MLW Super Fight Card <coughs> on pay per view. It's going to take place tonight also. I don't think Richard's Billiard is going to have that event, but I would like to see that event in any way possible. You can check it out live as it happens on pay-per-view and also check it out on the Fight TV app when you guys get a chance to check it out. Now, let's move on. Let's move on with what we got to talk about because, guys, this has been a tremendous, tremendous couple of days And I was at a very confusing state, and then all of a sudden I started feeling either even worse or better. We got to talk about Crown Jewel. We got to talk about Crown Jewel, and also we got to talk about what happened on Friday Night SmackDown because I saw it, you saw it, the world saw it, I couldn't believe it. And it all has to deal with WWE Survivor Series coming up on November 24th. Now, this plays out into a lot of questions, which I'm going to bring into. Now, to get into this, you know that Survivor Series is coming up this year, and this means it's going to be Raw versus SmackDown, right? And that's how it always goes down. Every year, every time I've seen Raw versus SmackDown, it gets interesting, it gets badass, it gets awesome. However, there's been a new addition, and... It's one of those question marks that I have in my head right now that I'm, I'm wondering how good this is going to get. But we'll see how it goes. So for the first time, SmackDown and Raw are going to compete against NXT. That's right, guys. NXT has now been put in the front of this line. Now it's Raw versus SmackDown, versus NXT at Survivor Series on November 24th. Which now leads to the question, and this is kind of something that I kept thinking about over and over again. How is this going to work, especially with NXT coming into Survivor Series? How is this going to work if they're going to have NXT war games the night before Survivor Series? Interesting, huh? A lot of questions come to mind, but we'll talk about that in just a moment. Right now, I'm sipping on a little Coke right now, just to kind of get my ugh, my blood flowing right now, because I am, I've been thinking about this all night. I was thinking about this this morning, and all I wanted to do was talk about Crown Jewel. I wanted to talk about Crown Jewel because I got to say, guys, and I'll say it because I did see the event. Crown Jewel was amazing. Crown Jewel was great. And despite the blood money, and yeah, you can call it blood money all you want to. Money is money no matter what. Despite it, Crown Jewel was a great event. It was a better event from what other people have been telling me. This was the better event. Than the last few pay-per-views that the WWE had. Hell, this was even better than Crown Jewel from last year, and last year's Crown Jewel was a fucking disaster, a huge disaster. This pretty much made up for it, and I was really, really glad for it. So, kind of, uh, let me go down the line of every match that took place because I did see it. I actually had a chance to see it. Uh, I went out of work. I I was working, by the way, around that time, and then we took an early lunch, so we went ahead. I went home, and I chilled out, and right away I was thinking I'll be able to watch WWE um, Crown Jewel. But then I was thinking of the time difference because the time actually starts around 12 o'clock, and then the, the event starts at 1. That's what I thought. But I was wrong. I was wrong because... Over in the United States yes the time the time that c- the kickoff show starts was around twelve. The show would start around one o 'clock now that is an accurate time, but here in Corpus Christi and here in Texas, the event actually starts at eleven so I got out i got for, out for out for lunch right around eleven o 'clock so I had enough time to check out the kickoff show, and then I had enough time to check out the first couple of matches that would take place. So, I was lucky enough to see the event and everything. Not the entire event, because I had a chance to see the rest of the event afterwards. So, let me get into this. The kickoff show, I didn't see much of the kickoff show because of some, you know, because I took off someone and then I came right back. <coughs> but I know that on the kickoff show... There was a 20-man over-the-top rope battle royal to determine who would be the number one contender to take on AJ Styles for the United States Championship. And we all, we all sort of knew, and you know, every, to everyone that picked Alberto Carrillo, I, I don't know why. And, and Am I the only one that, every time when I hear that name, I think of Alberto Del Rio, because that kind of sounds a little bit similar. Alberto Carrillo, Alberto Del Rio, doesn't that sound the same to you? Wow. But anyways, we'll call him Alberto so that way I don't get confused, okay? So we knew that Alberto was going to win the match. We we already knew right away he was going to be the winner. He was going to be it. I wanted to see a different winner. I didn't want to see him win it because I felt in my heart that this dude's got all the potential, but you don't want to put him up against a champion yet. I, I'd rather let him continue to do what he's doing until he has... Until he has all the potential in the world to go after AJ Styles or after any any championship, any champion. Because when I saw him have his match with Seth Rollins, I thought, wow, that's amazing. He he put up a good fight. He did well up against a champion. And I see big things happening for him. I don't really see him going after the United States Championship just yet. But obviously, we knew he was going to win it. He won it. He got it. And now he's got an opportunity to take on AJ Styles for the WWE United States Championship later on. So I'll talk about that in a moment. Now, let's start off with the kickoff show. Um, Let's start off with the the start of the matchup. Now, I was very, very lucky to check this match out. And it was good that the main event saw it when he did. Because the first matchup involves the WWE Championship. It involved the Beast Incarnate brought Lesnar alongside with Paul Heyman. Going one on one against Kane Velasquez with Rey Mysterio in his side. Now I'm not gonna lie, guys. The matchup lasted probably about three minutes, and who won? Brock Lesnar. Oh yeah, Brock Lesnar won the match via submission. Now I know that there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna throw in all their negativities and all their bullshit and and say, "Well, this experiment failed." Kane didn't do what he did. No, he did exactly what I wanted him to do. And more importantly, others should see it this way, too. Let me tell you why. As I mentioned on a few previous podcasts, that if they're going to do this thing with Kane Velasquez, if he wins the match, if he wins the match against Brock Lesnar, then it's going to elevate this matchup into something higher. It'll take it to the Royal Rumble, or take it to WrestleMania. I don't see Kane winning the WWE title. I don't. But I never looked at the other side of the coin, what happens if Brock Lesnar beats him? And I didn't think about that a whole lot, and I thought, well, you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if he beat him. It wouldn't, because Kane has only appeared in one wrestling match, and that took place over... A few months ago over the AAA promotion in mexico he did pretty good for himself he he and like i said he wasn't the best he's he's good he's you know he can catch wrestling you know real real good because he's got a lot of experience and also he's a third generation superstar which no one has uh, figured that out yet so for kane to lose to brock lesnar via submission and yes he got the kimura lock on on kane velasquez and made him tap out kind of you know just pretty much like ufc style so Brock Lesnar beating him was, it was a disappointment, yes it was, but it was also a learning experience also. So this, and and also there were a couple of factors that that a few people had looked into and I looked into as well. They mentioned the knee, they mentioned that Brock, uh, Brock Lesnar was going after the knee of Cain Velasquez. And Cain Velasquez did go, did have knee trouble coming in. And we weren't sure if he was going to be ready to compete or not. And this was a little bit too soon. It was. It's very, very too soon to have these two compete against each other. But now it makes me realize that we need to put Cain Velasquez. We need to not only make sure his knee gets healed, but we also want him to come back stronger than ever. And I'd love to see him in a couple of matches, you know, just to get him going. You know, just to get him to where he can go after Brock Lesnar for the um, WWE Championship. So nonetheless, Brock Lesnar defeats Cain Velasquez via submission. And then afterwards, Rey Mysterio hey, (laughs) he did what he had to do because he was a father. He was a father first and he wound up beating the shit out of Brock Lesnar with a steel chair. And then I heard some of the comments that people were taking. Here's Cain Velasquez going one-on-one against Brock Lesnar and Rey Mysterio put up a better fight than Brock. That's pretty sad, i got to say that. But nonetheless, no doubt there's going to be a continuation between Brock Lesnar and Rey Mysterio. I'm hoping it really doesn't happen because Brock Lesnar has been taking on too many small guys. I mean, honestly, he's been taking on too many small guys and I really don't want to see Rey Mysterio against Brock Lesnar. But somehow, that's going to end up happening in the near future. So once again, Brock Lesnar defeats Cain Velasquez via submission of the kimura lock and he is still the wwe champion now the next matchup that took place was the tag team turmoil match to determine who will be the world's best cup of tag teams now we all know about the world cup ladies and gentlemen right we all know about the world cup we know that one year ago at the wwe crown jewel event that we saw unquestionably the worst World Cup match in the history of professional wrestling. You knew, and you know why? Because it was not a World Cup. No, it was more like the United States Cup because you had all these guys that represented the United States, and then we had one Mexican, Rey Mysterio. And it ended up with a guy who just didn't enter the tournament, but he won because he was a SmackDown general manager, and plus, he's a McMahon. I'm talking about the best in the world, Shane McMahon. Top that fucking shit. <laughs> but, anyways, Shane McMahon wins the best in the world. One year ago, and it was unquestionably the worst World Cup ever. Now we got another World Cup matchup, but this wasn't a tournament. This was a tag team turmoil, and several teams were involved. And I'm not going to suspense with the formalities. I mean, my pick, everyone's pick was the New Day, and I didn't agree with that. I really thought the Viking Raiders had this. I really, really thought for sure that the Viking Raiders were going to take it. But each team was eliminated. The first first one was... um, who was it? I think it was, it was Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. They started off first, and then the first team that came in was, uh, I'm trying to remember what team it was. Oh, my God, I don't know who it was exactly. But I got to admit, um, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode held their own, and they did pretty good. I remember when they eliminated Zack Ryder and uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, I think they eliminated them and they eliminated the first team which was uh oh crap i forgot who they were but to me i think they were the mvps they were because they they eliminated probably more than what two three teams i think yeah and then the last teams that remained it, that remained in the match was was the viking raiders and the oc the oc and i and i thought for sure that the viking raiders were going to win it i thought they were going to win it all the way but magic killer boom one two three the oc are now the best in the world the best tag team in the world and you know what guys and i'm gonna say this the oc deserves it they they truly deserve it in my view i mean any of those teams i thought i was thinking the viking raiders could have won the revival hell i wouldn't mind if the revival were uh, to be the best tag team in the world they you know they deserve it just as much as any other team out there but like I said, I thought for sure that the Viking Raiders would win it. And, I, and they came close. But it ends up being the OC. It ends up being Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. And now they hold the trophy of being the world's best tag team. And well-deserved. Very, very well-deserved. So congratulations go out to all the teams. To Lucha House Party. To, uh, I believe, uh, Heavy Machinery was on there. The New Day was on there. The Revival. every The B team, they were on there as well. It was good. It was very, very good. I, I wish it was a tournament, but I kind of understood why that they put it as a tag team turmoil match. So that was tremendous. So right after the next matchup, the next matchup was going to be Mansoor against Cesaro, and I got to say this, guys. Um, right after that matchup was coming, I was already on my way to work, and this is around probably one o'clock, and then I came back home around. Maybe three thirty, four o'clock, so I could see the rest of Crown Jewel. So I went ahead and picked up right where I left off, with Mansoor Cesaro. Now, Mansoor Cesaro was definitely the highlight of the night, and it was also definitely one of the best matches on the card, because Cesaro against Mansoor. Now, this guy, um, to those, for those of you that don't know who he is. He was in the Crown Jewel event, I'm going to say, when, when, when did I first see this guy? He was at the Greatest Royal Rumble ever. He was one of, I think, five or six Arabian superstars that were there. He was, just the, he was just a developmental guy. This was around 2017, I believe. And then 2018, he got a whole lot better. And he was a part of the largest battle royal ever, right? And he won the largest battle royal ever, which... Well, actually, wait a minute. Actually, it wasn't last year. It was... Oh, it was this year at Super Showdown. He won the largest battle royal ever in his home country in Saudi Arabia, right? And now... He gets an opportunity to go one on one against one of the best wrestlers in all of WWE, Cesaro, and I got to say, this was this is an overall good match. I mean, I mean, I digged it from head to toe. Cesaro held on to his own, Mansoor held on to his own, and everything else like that. And then one mistake cost Cesaro everything. Uh, Mansoor went ahead and did an awesome sunset flip. One two three, and for the first time in his career, he beats Cesaro over at WWE Crown Jewel, and he, you know, made an emotional promo, promo, and everything else like that. He did good. He did very, very good. I was impressed with what this guy had to offer. Um, I'm not sure if I. I think the only time we're ever really going to see this guy is when the next Saudi Arabia event takes place. But you know, we'll see how it goes. But nonetheless, congratulations go out to Cesaro. Uh, Oh, well, congratulations go out to Zara and to Mansoor for winning the matchup and also and I didn't get a chance to say this but congratulations to the OC for winning the World Cup of Tag Teams they truly deserved it now the next matchup that took place I believe what was it there was another match uh, oh oh yes Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to lie to you. I was pulling for Tyson Fury. I was. Now, I know some people are probably wondering, why? Why would you go for this guy? He's a boxer. He cannot beat a wrestler. Are you out of your fucking mind? No, I'm I'm looking at this from a logic standpoint, from a money standpoint, and how WWE is going to place him. Now, I must admit, when I saw the match, Tyson Fury uh he held on his own. He held on his own pretty good with uh, against Braun Strowman. And um Braun Strowman gave it all he got. He he showed him why he's a monster among men. And then there was this one moment when I saw uh when I saw uh let's see, Braun Strowman was at ringside, outside. Uh Tyson Fury is on the inside of the ring, and as soon as he climbed up the ropes, and was about to go after Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury told him that he was going to knock him out, and that's exactly what happened to the monster among men, Braun Strowman, when he knocked out the monster among men. Tyson Fury knocked out the monster among men, dropped him like a little fucking bitch. And my God, I I just said, holy shit. But, But he did stand up. He did try to go to the ring. He tried. He couldn't. And by the 10 count, that was it. Tyson Fury won the match and that was it. I know some people probably thought this was a probably shitty matchup, but to me, I mean, this was this was a good ending. This was a good ending as far as I'm concerned. But also, the greatest thing about this ending is that there's going to be and you 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 have to know there's got to be a rematch between these two because Tyson Fury knocks him out. He wins the matchup overall. Right, that's done. And then the next thing that happens is that Braun Strowman comes right into right into the ring. Obviously attacks him. Is sore about losing the match. And then goes ahead and gives hits him with the power bomb or hits him with the uh, power slam. And then that's it. You know, Braun Strowman gets pissed, gets mad that he lost to a boxer and this shit is not over between Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman. No doubt we'll probably see a rematch somewhere down the road. Will it take place at the Survivor Series? Will it take place at the Royal Rumble? Who knows? It may take place at WrestleMania. We'll see. The bottom line is Tyson Fury won. We knew it was going to happen. And also, a rematch between these two should be necessary definitely, as far as I'm concerned. Great match, though. I dig it. I dig it a whole lot. (coughs) Now, ladies and gentlemen, history was made in Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. History was made. History was made because when they did the press conference on Halloween, or when they did the press conference one day before Halloween, they announced that for the first time ever, women are going to be competing in the crown jewel event in Saudi Arabia. And I got to say, guys, I was happy. This announcement not only shook up the WWE, but it also shook up the entire wrestling world and the entire world, nonetheless. It was going to be Natalya going one-on-one against Lacey Evans. Now, a year ago, and I did remember this quite well, uh, I think it was either a year ago or a few months, actually a few months ago to be exact, because Natalia was supposed to go one-on-one against Le- uh, Alexa Bliss, but that didn't happen. That didn't happen at all. But now, this year, I guess the governments over in Saudi Arabia had decided that they're, they're going to go ahead and go through with this, I guess to give attention. So, they agreed that Natalia would go one-on-one against against Lacey Evans, And I got to tell you guys, I was happy because this is a huge step for not just the women in WWE, but for women all across the world, you know, and this is kind of one of those things where, um, we weren't sure if it was really going to happen. Honestly, I wasn't even, I wasn't even concerned about whether or not the women were going to be competing in WWE crown jewel. You know, I I just thought that we were just going to have all these matches and that's it. And not that not that the women do not deserve to be a part of this match. We just weren't sure how this all was going to ha- happen with all the Saudi Arabian customs that are going on. But nonetheless, history was made. Nonetheless, everything went down. So, and I'm not going to suspense with the formalities, guys. Um, Natalia did win her match against Lacey Evans. And also, I will also admit this because um, uh, I like Natalia. I dig her. She's one of the... Greatest women of all time. And also, I've I've made my comments clear about Lacey Evans. I really didn't like her being in WWE Raw. I, I thought I felt she should been she should have been back in NXT. But ever since then, Lacey Evans got better as a performer. She definitely did. She got extremely better in the past few months. I mean, after after her feud with Becky Lynch, she got a whole lot better. She had a great feud with Natalia. She started having some good matches with other opponents and she became she became better. And for her to be a part of SmackDown, I like that even better. And I see nothing but good things happening for Lacey Evans now. And for her to be a part of SmackDown live, hey, I love to see her compete against Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I mean, she deserves it. And I think we're going to continue to see Lacey Evans elevate herself higher and higher. And higher I, I didn't like it from the beginning, I really didn't like it, but I guess giving her time and giving her you know the matches that she 's going after and defeating all these opponents she 's getting better better as a performer, better as a wrestler. I dig it, I think Lacey Evans is going to be. A future SmackDown women's champion very very soon. But nonetheless, congratulations go out to Natalia. And not only that, congratulations go out to Lacey Evans as well, because these two women made history. They competed in Saudi Arabia at Crown Jewel on pay-per-view, and it also took place on the WWE network. The women's division is is just getting better, and it's also it's elevating the all the women. All the women in WWE, all the women all across the world should definitely be proud of this. This is just a huge accomplishment, and I can't say anything bad about it. It was just great. It was big. The next matchup that took place, Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Team Hogan consists of Roman Reigns, Shorty G, Ricochet, Rusev, and Ali... And they took on the team of Team Flair, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, King Corbin, and uh, who's the other one? Nakamura, Shinsuke Nakamura, the Intercontinental Champion. Now, once again... I am not going to suspense with the formalities. The matchup went good. We all, all of us, and and we all admit this. We're all Hulkamaniacs. We all wanted to see Team Hogan win over Team Flair. And it's exactly what took place. And that that happened. And did you notice, did you notice that Roman Reigns put a Hogan leg drop in that ring? (laughs) I still remember the fucking... I still remember the, uh, what you call it, what was it? The, the picture that, uh, that, it was a picture of Hulk Hogan from a long time ago, right next to um, Roman Reigns' father uh, and when he was a little kid. And now here we are years later, and Roman Reigns is a part of Team Hogan, and this was just, ooh. Man, It was a good match. I dig it. Everyone did very, 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 very well. Team Flair did awesome. Team Hogan did well. I love seeing the feud between Rusev and Bobby Lashley. And oh, 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 speaking of that, speaking of that, you talk about women's history. Did anybody see the tweet that 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 Layla put out? Did anyone see that? Okay, so here I am watching... You know, I'm watching this and everything else like that, and I'm looking through all the tweets and everything. All of a sudden, Lana said that she made history. Oh, yeah. She made history, ladies and gentlemen. Lacey Evans and Natalya made history by going one-on-one in the middle of the ring, the first match ever in Saudi Arabia history. First women's match in Saudi Arabia history. And Lana made history herself. Lana made history. Yes, the Ravishing Russian made history. And you know what she did? She came out with Bobby Lashley. Did you hear me, ladies and gentlemen? Lana made history by showing up with Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I I didn't give a shit about that either. She she mentioned that on tw- on the tw- and it's like okay um y- y- okay so you're ribbing me right you're you're out here telling us <laughs> telling the world that you made history Lana you made history right you made history no 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 Lacey Evans and Natalia made history okay oh oh and let me go a little further Renee Young made history and that was a year ago you want to know why Because Renee Young made history about one year ago when she appeared over in Saudi Arabia. She became the first woman to commentate in Saudi Arabia. That's history, okay? You, Lana, you did make history. Yes, you did. You absolutely made history. You made history. You made every person look at that and say, Are you fucking kidding me? Are you out of your fucking... You made history? Oh yeah, you made history by pissing a lot of people off. You made history by telling us that you still suck Bobby Lashley's big, huge, whatever that thing is he has in his pants. The point is, Lana, you're a beautiful, gorgeous woman. You're hot. You're sexy. Rusev wanted to have sex with you. And I even said this before. What's the problem? What's the problem? Lana, do us a favor, okay? There's women like Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Bayley, Charlotte Flair, Lacey Evans, Natalia, and other women that are making history, and they're doing a good job. Do yourself a favor. Why don't you go ahead and do the job like you're supposed to do, and let's get down on your knees and suck whatever that fucking thing is that Bobby Lashley has. And the only thing is, the only thing, the only historic thing that Lana has done is you put Bobby Lashley in a position where he becomes a gigolo instead of a fighter. Because even Bobby Lashley, and I've even read this, where Bobby Lashley did not even want to be a part of this ridiculous storyline. He'd rather face off against Brock Lesnar. Well, I don't know if it's Bobby Lashley's fault that he's involved in this, and I don't, even, I don't even care if he takes on Brock Lesnar anymore, because that's already out the fucking window. It's done. The point is, Lana, you made history. You made history by telling the fans that you suck, and we agree! You didn't make history. That's all we can say about that. Now, the fight between Rusev and Bobby Lashley was great. I dig that in the match, and all I can say is we'll see, we'll see what goes on. But nonetheless, congratulations go out to Team Hogan for beating Team Flair. And uh, I really wanted to see Hogan and Flair get in the ring one more time just to, you know, kind of make this whole matchup look good. I, I know some people are going to probably say, oh, well, we don't want to see these old timers in the ring anymore. You know why? I don't give a fuck. Hey, I'm a wrestling fan. I dig this shit. I wouldn't mind seeing these old guys go at It's like seeing the Rock and Stone Cold go at it in the ring one more time in Saudi Arabia. Let that fucking shit happen. Come on. <coughs> okay. Now... Ladies and gentlemen, I'm saving the best for last and I'm talking about the universal championship matchup between the fiend and the champion Seth Rollins. Now hold on a moment so I am I just got done drinking my, my coke right now now. I've been talking about this for a while. This is where the confusion begins. So, for the past couple of months, we have seen this elevation of Bray Wyatt. He introduces us to the Fiend. He introduces us to the Firefly Funhouse. He becomes this awesome character that everyone, everyone digs. And, When he made his debut, when The Fiend made his debut at SummerSlam, and when he defeated Finn Balor, it was not only one of the scariest moments in SummerSlam history, it was also one of the most spectacular moments in the history of WWE. Seeing Finn Balor destroyed like that at the hands of The Fiend, and seeing The Fiend... You you know, every time you keep thinking you're going to destroy him, he keeps coming back up. And The Fiend destroyed... Finn Balor, right there, and then The Fiend would become the hottest thing going in all of WWE, and I keep thinking that, well, he has been terrorizing everybody in the WWE for the past couple of months, everyone from Mick Foley, to Kurt Angle, to Jerry the King Lawler, to Finn Balor himself, and to the Universal Champion Seth Rollins. Because when it was announced that The Fiend would to go after Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship, I had my doubts. And I, I must admit, I still feel that he doesn't deserve an opportunity at the championship. Maybe a few months down the road, yes. But this was too soon. Then came Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell became unquestionably, definitely, besides the, and, and people have been telling me this about the last two Hell in the Cell matches that happened. This was definitely one of the most controversial endings. In the history. Of this industry. The matchups stopped. Because of referee stoppage. And, and all this other bullshit. <coughs> I said it would be a mistake. If The Fiend became champion. It would be. A huge mistake. If The Fiend became champion. And they did a good job. And. It did have some bad effects, however. Fans were upset about it. Fans didn't like the ending. Fans were pissed off. Fans were chanting for refunds. Fans were chanting AEW in the whole nine yards. And then we come to the rematch. Crown Jewel. Seth Rollins. And The Fiend for the Universal Championship. Falls count anywhere in the building. And, and they added this stipulation... If this match cannot stop for any reason whatsoever. And they lived up to it. And I must admit, on Hallow's Eve, on Halloween, The Fiend coming out looking as only as he can. Going after Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins going after The Fiend, curb stomp here, curb stomp here, curb stomp here, curb stomp here. Thrown here at the building, and The Fiend just kept getting up every single time. And then comes the ending. Then comes the ending, ladies and gentlemen. Right there, on the top of the stage. He hits a curb stop. The Fiend hits the ground. All sorts of explosions and electrocutions happen. Seth Rollins comes down. He's coming over to wondering what's going on. There's all these stage boxes and everything. And then all of a sudden, a little explosion happened. Seth Rollins gets caught in the eye. And then right when Seth Rollins gets caught in the eye, he's down a little bit. And then all of a sudden, the fiend pops up like Jason Voorhees on Friday the 13th. Goes after Seth Rollins. Hits him with the mandible claw. And then hits him with Sister Abigail. And then the referee's right there. The Fiend covers Seth Rollins. One, two, three. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It didn't happen. But it did. It happened. It happened the Halloween nightmare begins because Seth Rollins is no longer the Universal Champion and he loses to The Fiend who becomes the Universal Champion. And I gotta say guys um, when, when I saw that I wasn't exactly mad, I wasn't even upset it, it it just I was kind of wondering why you know what 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 was the purpose? why did it have to happen like this? you know you know after when i s- after I saw Crown Jewel, I had this envision in my head, okay, how is this gonna work now? How in the world are we supposed to acknowledge this now because Now that The Fiend is a champion, he's a universal champion, I mean, what's going to happen? I mean, technically, when I looked at it, I I just said right away, SmackDown has two champions now. SmackDown has a WWE champion, Brock Lesnar, and now The Fiend is the universal champion, and now SmackDown has that title, too. So what's the plan? What's going to happen? Are we going to see The Fiend go back to Raw? Are we going to see Brock Lesnar go to SmackDown? Or, Or... you know, so many confusing things are happening right now. Now, don't get me wrong. I know there's a lot of fans that are extremely happy. They're extremely happy that that's the universal champion. But I see it as, it's a bad move. I mean, it's still a bad move. Because right? there's so many confusing things that are happening. So many things that are happening that I don't get. I really don't get. Now, here's the thing where the confusion gets more interesting. The next morning, here I am just, you know, you know, doing what I have to do, go to work and everything else like that. I'm reading through my tweets and I'm reading through my Facebook. Now, all of a sudden, we go from having the fans loving this idea that The Fiend is Universal Champion, and now all of a sudden there are fans that say, fuck this bullshit, The Fiend becoming champion. That's fucking bullshit, man. I hate this. I mean, and I'm reading all of these tweets about the same thing, and I'm like, okay, what the fuck, dude? I mean, first, first you guys wanted The Fiend to become champion, now you don't want him to become champion. Make up your fucking minds. My confusion went from, what the fuck, to, oh, really? (laughs) But nonetheless, guys, congratulations go out to The Fiend to becoming the universal champion, and now... Now it just gets confusing, but now, now we go to what we need to talk about. Now, we can talk about SmackDown because, as you guys know, um, there have been some initial reports about WWE's flights being delayed over in Saudi Arabia. As a matter of fact, I believe the WWE superstars are still over in Saudi Arabia, and I think some have taken off, and others are still stranded over there. And there's a couple that were supposed to have appeared on the Friday Night SmackDown show, which was last night. And as always, the WWE always has to have a plan. And while everyone else believes, and, and, and this is the thing that I've heard from other people. Everyone's been thinking, that, oh, well, Vince McMahon fucked up. You know, he should have never done this. He should have never done that. And there's no way. They didn't have a plan coming into this. Uh-uh, wrong. WWE always has. Uh, uh, the WWE is like the main event. I always have a plan for everything. And in this case, the WWE had a plan. And they had a plan coming. And thanks to the help of Triple H and Shawn Michaels and NXT, they had a plan coming. Because NXT raided and invaded SmackDown. Because while there were certain superstars that didn't show up over there, over in Saudi Arabia, the NXT stars that are here in the United States decided to take advantage of a helpless situation so let me get into this as soon as possible let's start off with bailey going one-on-one against nikki cross great matchup and everything and it ended up seeing bailey be you know still beating nikki cross and everything else like that and then a surprise appearance by none other than the nxt women's champion Shayna baszler she came out knocked out sasha banks and then took out bailey in the process NXT has arrived. Oh, and is that not enough for you? Let's go a little further, shall we? Sami Zayn is in the middle of the ring, right? All talking, all this smack, and we know where Nakamura is at. We know how that's going. And then two superstars appear from NXT to take down down Sami Zayn. It was none other than the original bro, bro. Matt Riddle and Keith Lee. Both taking out Sami Zayn NXT style. Let's go a little further. The Miz. The Miz goes ahead and comes out on Miz TV. Because we were supposed to have Bray Wyatt come out there. But instead, we get the former... NXT champion, soon to be champion, none other than Tommaso Ciampa, showing up face to face with the Miz, and despite the fact that the main event is sort of growing a little bit small on the Miz, like I'm sort starting to like him and everything else like that, Tommaso Ciampa put him in his fucking place like a little fucking bitch. I loved it, and then the Miz tried to go one on one against an NXT champion. Are you kidding me? Tommaso Champa put down The Miz, and it was beautiful. It was, it was downright nice. It was downright, and then let's go farther. Let's go even farther than that. How about the women of NXT going after, and I love Sonya Deville, and I love Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose is hot. I would bang her more than I would bang Lana. That's the truth. That's how I say it. But then they get attacked by Rhea Ripley, and uh, who's the other woman that came out? I think, I, I, I think it was Candice LeRae. I could be wrong but anyways those women attacked fire and desire and they put out the fire and they put out the desire oh let's go even further how about this matchup ladies and gentlemen how about oh my god this was beautiful this was the greatest match i've ever seen in my fucking life we're talking about the greatest of all time, former world champion Daniel Bryan, going one-on-one for the NXT Championship against Adam Cole, baby. <coughs> oh my god. It was beautiful. Well <coughs> <My> po- <laughs> sorry, my apologies. almost got riled up there, but anyways, Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan have one of the greatest matches I've ever seen in my fucking life, and I, hey, I like Daniel Bryan, I dig him, but I dig the future in Adam Cole, and we saw the greatest match I've ever seen, and Adam Cole proved why he is... Undisputed when he defeated Daniel Bryan in the middle of the ring in front of Triple H and in front of Shawn Michaels. SmackDown became the best show ever. SmackDown became the hottest thing going. And all I can say is this November 24th, I have my skeptic, I have my criticisms about this. Because basically it's going to be a, trip, a triple threat match between Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. But SmackDown, despite all the people that said Vince McMahon didn't had a plan, he had a plan. He had Triple H, he had Shawn Michaels, he had NXT. And they went out and invaded SmackDown, which was the fucking shit. And the invasion angle became the hottest... that happened on SmackDown so you can go ahead and say all you want to about how AEW is better than NXT however you want to say it but with Survivor Series coming up Full Gear will be full of shit right after Survivor Series I see it coming, you see it coming too all I can say is if you have not seen SmackDown you need to go check yourself and go see it NXT was the fucking shit. But, we're not done yet, folks. What happens if NXT shows up on Raw this coming Monday night? Oh, it would be beautiful. It would be great. But we'll see how this goes. We'll see how this goes. NXT laid its mark on SmackDown. Raw is next. So ladies and gentlemen that gives me that gives my review for everything that happened on Crown Jewel on Smackdown and everything else like that so oh. Oh, oh my God! I had to get that out of the way. I'm sorry. My apologies there. But anyways, I'm gonna go ahead and take off and go do what I got to do, guys. So don't forget to check out. Don't forget to subscribe to the Main Event Talk podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, and whatever podcast you're listening to. And also, also. Follow the main event on this Main Event Talk Facebook page at facebook.com slash at real Main Event Talk. I'll give you all the latest info of everything that's going on in professional wrestling. Everything from NXT to WWE to AEW to MLW to Ring of Honor and the whole nine yards. Check out everything that goes on. And also, to all you guys that want to check out... The UFC Fight 244. It's going to take place over at Richards Billiards tonight. No doubt the main event will be there. Check it out live as it happens over at Richards Billiards. It'll probably be a $5 cover or not. But guys, this is the end. Of the Main Event Talk Podcast. I will see you next week. On the Main Event Talk Podcast. With more wrestling info. And Survivor Series is coming. On November 24th guys. Get ready. Raw. NXT. And Smackdown. It's going to be the fucking shit. Why? Because I can. And I want to. Any questions. Enough said. You can be. The Elite. But the Main Event. He is N-X-T.